I think for anyone listening to this today, uh, wherever you are, whoever you are, my goal would be this isn't um, a place or space where Jen or any of her guests come here and tell you what to do, um, but that we give you a new way of thinking, a new perspective, and that it's a perspective that you choose to consider. Because Welcome to Your Intuitive Wedding Business, a podcast supporting wedding professionals and other creatives to step out of the cycle of burnouts and doing what you should do in your business and reconnect with your own inner roadmap that leads to your most thriving business and life. I'm your host, Jen Creed, and I'm so excited to be on this journey with you. So let's get started. Because it's, it's possible that some, you know, your audience may have heard some of these things before. Um, that you and your other guests are talking about or that we're going to talk about here today. But there's a difference between hearing a message and then actually letting that message resonate and land and um, chewing on it and accepting it and then sh doing something with it, right? Um, taking some action in your own life in some way from something that you learn. And the world moves very fast these days. And not that life is a race, because I don't believe that, but for those of us who do want to be at the front, if that's where we desire to be, we need to move fast. And so we need to learn, and then we need to not sit on it. We need to go do something about it, right? So my hope would be that, yeah, there's a message, there's something here today that lands with someone and that um, they can apply the new perspective in their life and I think the biggest thing that I hope someone would take away from this is that they would examine basically every thought that they have. Good ones, bad ones, mainly probably the bad ones, the neutral ones, the, the non, the ones that don't serve us, right? That aren't doing anything good for us. Where did it come from? Why are we thinking this way? Why have we chosen to subscribe to some story, some made up thing, some made up rule. And there's a lot of these with money, a lot. There's a lot with money. There's a lot with self-worth. There's a lot with being um, comfortable with earning, with receiving. Um, and I'm not immune. I'm not immune myself. But um, there is some work that can be done of looking at yeah, why, why am I thinking this way? Like, okay, let me examine where in my life did I learn this? Did I observe this? Did I hear this? And more often than not, it actually goes back to childhood. Um, no. You know, more often than not. we hear. I know we hear that a lot. And it's almost like a buzzword these days, right? Like, right. oh, your childhood, your childhood trauma or um, what would you tell, you know, little girl Courtney and um, but it is amazing the things that we just pick off on subconsciously this is all subconscious in our homes in our schools in our churches in our workplaces in our relationships and much of it isn't true much of it doesn't serve us and so it becomes I like to play games with myself <laughs> I like to make games out of things. So it becomes this game of like, cool, let me examine this. Let me get to the root of it. And then let me flip it and let me reverse it. Because if I know some of these things that I'm subscribing to aren't true, 
They're just lies. They're not true. Well, I might as well subscribe to a better story, a better not if 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 that's not true, let me just find something else that's not true, but this just feels better. And then let me lean better. into that. Right. Like we're making right. it all up anyway. Let's make up something fun. We're already making <laughs> things up, y'all. And we're believing it. And we're 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 chewing on it and we're like, mm, this tastes so good. Oh, but then it really doesn't. And I've got a tummy ache. Well, might as well eat something that's good and doesn't give you the tummy ache after. You know? Yes, yes absolutely. It's mm. such a uh, it's such a wormhole once you start falling down and once you really start examining those thoughts, you're like, oh, okay, wow, like there's a lot here. <laughs> and this isn't something, here's the thing. There are things that I hope someone can take today and go, go do something about today, right? Go, go um, implement, go start exploring, thinking about, but journaling on, talking to somebody about, right? Right. But these are things that don't happen in a day, a week, a month, or a year. Mm -hmm. um, I'm about three and a half years into this journey myself, actually maybe a little bit longer, but I got really serious about it th about three and a half years ago. Um, I'd say I first started exploring it maybe about five or six years ago, but it was very surface level. And then I started getting consistent and meaningful and having intention with it about three and a half years ago. And now I'm kind of just in a maintenance phase, right? Yeah. And it's kind of like weight loss too. If you're on a health journey or a weight loss journey, or you're training for a marathon, you don't just do it and then drop off the face of the earth and never like, it's a habit. And so you, you do it and you gain results from it immediately, quickly, and over time. But then as time goes on, you do kind of enter a maintenance phase to keep up what you've built, mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So just a little bit of cold open there today, Courtney and I were talking here before, before I started hitting the record button and I was like, we gotta, we gotta record now. We gotta just like, let this come out and let this, let this flow. I can already tell it's going to be such a good one. Um, so today I've got joining me, Courtney Wolf. Courtney is Envision Events Principal Planner and a founder of Educate, Empower, Encourage. Uh, she's a business and life coach wrapped up in a wedding planner's body. Who's been dubbed a personal trainer for your small biz, uh, and a small business therapist, which can confirm, can confirm that about her. Okay. her. Her background includes a degree in marketing as well as her MBA. And with this lens, she views our industry objectively and runs all things operational and client facing for Envision. She is a results oriented influencer and her role as a coach and a consultant to creatives enables other solopreneurs to build sustainable and thriving brands by boldly stepping into the fullest versions of themselves while ditching self-doubt and self-sabotage. Consider her your personal cheerleader and someone who will transform you into part of the get it done crew. So Courtney, thank you so much for being here today. We are so happy to have you. Thank you for having me, Jen. This is such a treat. Yeah. So excited to chat with you today. Well, just to kind of go ahead and jump into everything, I would love to hear how you got into this mindset work. It sounds like you came from like a very technical kind of background. So what brought you into this mindset and energetics world? So, okay. That is a very interesting question. And, um, I, I'm almost not quite sure, but I think how it all started was, um, when I took the leap from corporate world to full-time entrepreneurship, um, that was early 2017, but I had made the decision in fall of 2016 
that I'd, I'd been I'd been doing dual entrepreneur and full time job, kind of doing both. You know, the eighty hour work, forty hours in the business, forty hours in corporate la la land, mm. and I'd been doing that for almost five years. And I decided, okay, it was time, like it really was time to make the leap. And that was fall of 16. And I do have a background. You mentioned my background. I'm a sales girl through and through. I'm a strategy girl through and through. I'm a marketing girl through and through. And I saw this ad for a sales course for wedding professionals or like a post or something on Facebook. And it was a challenge. It was a free five-day challenge. And I thought, you know, and I'm a great salesperson. I love sales. But my thought was, I should really beef that up. I should really, really learn, lean. What, let's see what I can learn. Let me really beef that up as I'm about to like take this leap in the coming months and go full throttle with entrepreneurship. And so I did this five day challenge and I actually, I got some cool results and I was like, whoa, crazy. This was free. These things are working. <laughs> so I signed up for the course and the course began in January of 17. And it was one of those things where like you got a module every other week and there were calls and things like that. So it lasted like the first quarter of that year. And then by May of 2017, I did cut the cord and I left my full-time job completely. But as part of that course, there was a module on mindset. I'd never heard the term before. Never, never had even heard of it. Um, and the, I believe it was the very first module, either first or second. And it was on mindset. And then um, there was a book that was recommended called um, Get Rich, Lucky Bitch by Denise Duffield Thomas. Not sure if you're familiar with her. Mm -hmm. um, she's an Aussie. And um, I thought the title was catchy. And I was like, yeah, I want to get rich. I'm a lucky bitch. Like, okay. And so I read it. I actually, um, our the gal that led the course actually recommended that we do the audio version because Denise reads it herself and she's an Aussie and it's just fun to listen to that accent. So I did the audio version and just totally like loved it. It made so much sense to me. I ate it up. I, I also had nothing to lose. And I think when someone has nothing to lose, like you kind of, you do go all in. It's a little bit of that day one magic. And I, I do try to bring that into my business and my life like every day, that day one, it just almost an innocence, you know, and I had nothing to lose, everything to gain. And I just loved listening to Denise. She was a breath of fresh air. She was talking about things that resonated with me. And that was where like the first trickle started. Um, I will never forget there was a prompt either in... Um, her book or in the course itself where we were supposed to look in the mirror and say a number out loud that we wanted to earn that year. And it was supposed to be a number that like probably scared you. And I couldn't even garner up the ability to look myself in the mirror. I said it out loud and I did do it, but I couldn't look in the mirror. Like that's, I mean, I'm sure someone can resonate with this. And I said it out loud and I'll be damned if I didn't basically hit that number. I think I picked a number like $170,000. Like if you had told me I was going to earn that, that year, I would have thought I was Bill Gates. Oh my gosh. You know, like literally like climbed every mountain. Like I have conquered the world. I just earned $170,000 in my business. I said it 
I kind of forgot about it. I went about my life that year. And I think I earned, I think my top line revenue that year was like 167,000. And I just couldn't believe it. And I was like, okay, there's something here. And this, there's something here. Right. And um, so that was the initial trickle. And then when COVID hit in early 2020, um, and I was doing some personal, I was doing a pivot in my business life. I was also, um, I also moved with my family for my husband's job and we were in a new, um, new location. And I don't know, I just kind of, I just got into it. I just got into it and I started soaking up lots of different resources, um, more things with Denise, things from other people, reading books, journaling, and it's just like anything else. It's an evolution over time and it's a muscle and you strengthen the muscle, the more you work it out. Yes, absolutely. I love how that journey has kind of grown for you. And like, like you said, like I, you couldn't even imagine hitting that number the first time. And I imagine now that it's even easier to play with those things of you as you've practiced more. You know, it's funny. It gets easier and harder all at the mm. same time. Right. Um, because the things that you once thought were so impossible have now become possible. Mm -hmm. So you start thinking a little bit bigger. You start showing up a little bit differently. And then fear flows up. And it's like, oh, you did it once before, but can you do it again? Oh, well, that was easy back then because you were you were doing you weren't doing as big things. Now these new things right. are even bigger. And and so fear and self-doubt and all that self-sabotage talk, it still shows up. And you could, this is a thought I subscribe to. I would say more is on the line for me now. Back mm -hmm. then I had nothing to prove, everything to gain, nothing to lose. And, I, and in a way, as I've developed in my own career and building my business and, and pivoting and all these different things, it's like, okay, is more riding on the line? But honestly, no, I've got mm -hmm. nothing to lose right now either. And so like, that's a thought that even I need to examine and <clears throat> and just tell a better story around because I don't have anything to lose now. I, I still have everything to gain. There's always upside. Upside is always available to us. Yeah, definitely. And that's so, that's such a good reminder too, is that no matter how long we've been doing this work, no matter, you know, what, where we are on this journey, there's always new layers to the onion that are, mm -hmm. that are peeling off that we're tuning into that we're catching ourselves being like, Oh wait, where, where's that thought coming from? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a journey. There is no destination. <laughs> At this point now, like, you know, being several years into that work and that practice and things like that, is it something, the mindset work, like the actual, the work around it, is that something that is just sort of baked into sort of how you operate at this point? Or do you have specific rituals and practices and things like that that you do on a regular basis? Um, so that, yeah, it's really, I kind of consider it a lifestyle now. Yeah. It, it's so natural to who I am and how I'm being and how I'm showing up and the way I'm moving about my day and my life and my routines. Um, I wouldn't say that I have rituals per se, but I do have like rhythms and routines. And I, like anyone, I kind of like to stay within those, like that feels safe and good for me. And it's like, if I miss it, it's like, oh gosh, like, oh, I, I, I want that back, you know? Um, but 
it's it's funny because in my mind things first become it's like yeah they first as you first start doing something it can become a routine and then it's like it morphs into a habit and then you do a habit long enough. And I do believe a habit becomes a lifestyle. And then it's just an automatic, natural way of being. Um, I do love, I love tricking my brain into thinking better things. Our brains are really, really, really smart. They're really powerful. And they play a lot of games with us. And I said earlier, I love to play games. I love to make things games. So I like to outplay my own brain. <laughs> That's like my goal is yeah. to trick my own brain into believing something better. Whether or not it's true, I do not give an F, right? right. Um, and I do that just through a lot of, personally, I do it through a lot of positive affirmations. Mm -hmm. I do it through a lot of just positive self-talk. And I just like, some people might say they uh, do visualizations. I think it's different for everyone. Like some people love to journal. Some people love to meditate, uh, prayer, vision boarding. I love, um, I will visualize things from time to time. Like if I am a little nervous about an upcoming situation, I love to um, visualize how I see, see the situation going and like playing it out in my mind. Um, but in general, like I just like having really nice conversations with myself in my head throughout the day. I'm very kind to myself. Um, and I'm like my own best friend. And, and I do, I like go to, I like to let myself feel something. And I also enjoy like just embodying who I'm becoming. Okay. Mm -hmm. If I can look at Courtney, who's doing X, Y, Z, ABC next year, next month, whenever it happens, if I want to be that Courtney who has these things or is doing these things, whatever it is, doesn't even have to be in business, it can be personal, health, relationships, all the things. I say to myself, well, what is she doing? Well, okay, then I'm going to just start doing those things now. Because I create that, like that starts now. And so I do love like playing in embodiment and just showing up as who my future self is. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, like one thing I do with positive affirmations, I say them out loud every day to myself when I'm making my bed. I'm one of those people, I know this is so annoying. I'm one of those people who make their bed every day. Me too. Yep. Oh, right but I love it. It makes me feel good. It just, it feels good. And when I feel good, I show up in the world in a, in a different way. Yep. You know, when we feel good about ourselves, we show up, we show up as who we're meant to be. That's mm -hmm. who we show up at. And it's so important. So if making my bed makes me feel good, and if I get a blowout once a week, I've got fresh <laughs> hair today for y'all. Um, if that makes me feel good, like, then that's, what's going to allow me to show up in the world in such a meaningful way. And it seems trivial and like people can giggle at it, but feelings are real, right? Feelings are real. Emotions are real. And they, and it, they determine our energy and everything has energy around us and energy then determines, determines vibrations and vibrations turn into our realities around us. So it all kind of starts from these little seeds and we can, we can build it up. Um, whatever way we want. But yeah, I do my positive affirmations out loud while I'm making my bed. I do like to take a break from work every afternoon and walk to the mailbox and get the mail and see what, what came. It's usually mostly junk, but every once in a while, there's a, a fun treat in there. And I'll say them out loud again, just walking to and from the mailbox. And I do go to um, shout out Orange Theory. 
I go to Orange Theory Monday through Friday if I'm at home and not traveling or on the road for work. And I will say them in my head while I am on the treadmill and I'm looking in the mirror. And that's a really, really, really powerful um, thing to do if you are, if someone is into affirmations, is saying them um, when you're moving and also when you're looking in the mirror. And I'll even say them throughout the day, like if I'm driving in my car, I love to just talk nicely to myself, you know? If I don't talk nicely to myself, I don't know who else might, you know? (laughs) Well, I love the, I love pairing it with the movement or like the visual, you know, looking at yourself, uh, embodiment has been such a theme of this first season of the podcast. And I do think it makes such a big difference in the results we're having. And like you said, embodying that future version of us of where we want to be and actually, you know, bringing that in, feeling that one of my, one of my favorite things is from Amanda Francis book, uh, Amanda Francis book, rich as fuck, um, which, and I love how she talks about just almost going on, on a, on a, it's almost a rant to yourself, but it's a really positive one. Like, oh my gosh, I can't wait until I have this and everything is happening. And I have this house and this amount of money is coming in. I'm working with these kind of clients and letting yourself like feel those feelings of everything coming up. It's almost like this like explosion of positivity and yeah, it takes you to a zone where if you can feel the feeling, Mm -hmm. that's where things are going to shift because we know that feelings turn into energy and energy turns into vibration and vibration turns into the point of attraction and all those good things. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. That leads me really well into this next question, which I would love to hear from you of how you turn it around when you are having an off energy day, when you're just having one of those blah days and you're like, I know I need to, like, I know my mindset matters. I know the energy I'm showing up with matters. And I just am having a, I'm on the struggle bus with that today. Like, what do you do when you have those things? Those definitely happen and we should expect them to happen. We're humans. We are not robots. We are not programmed with some algorithm. We're humans and it's beautiful and all emotions are valid emotions, right? Um, And so when I'm having an off day, kind of the first thing I do is I observe it. Um, Amanda talks about being a um, gentle observer of one's life. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'll observe it and kind of take note of it. And it kind of depends on how it kind of really just depends. But sometimes I'll just observe it and take note and like file it away. And I'll just kind of let myself be. It's like I'll, I show myself a whole lot of grace. Same thing. Like I've told y'all I like to talk really nicely to myself. I like to give myself a lot of grace too. Um, and, you know, it is what it is. Sometimes, though, I'll kind of want to dig into it right away. And I'll kind of want to start unraveling the um, uh, peeling back the onion of like, okay, hmm. Why is this showing up? Hmm, I wonder what's triggered this. Hmm, okay. Now I've determined what has triggered this. Hmm, okay. Where is this coming from? And just kind of explore why am I feeling those things? And if I can zone in on the, the trigger or the, the thought, and then I can say, oh, well, we know that's not true. If you always, here's the thing, if you always ask yourself, is this ultimately true? Is this the truest of trues? Um, the answer is going to be no. It's going to be no. And there is no like ultimate rule that, you know, if I'm feeling bad one day and it's like, oh, well, Courtney is never going to be allowed to have these things. 
Courtney doesn't come from that kind of family or Courtney um, doesn't have those types of skills or talents or whatever it is that, that, you know, we're telling ourselves, that's not ultimately true. There's no rule in the world that says I can't have, be, or do anything that I would like to do. And so if I, if I can just get pinpoint the thought, then I can reframe it. And then if I can just, I always tell myself, if I can just, I don't have to go from one to a hundred. We don't, but if I can go from one to two and then from two to three and then from three to four, and if I can get myself gaining a little momentum and speed, and sometimes I'll stay stuck from one to two for a while or from two to three, but eventually if I can just, just keep feeling a little bit better, it's like, I can get my, I can get my mojo back. Yeah, absolutely. I think just taking it a step at a time. I love what you said about being, being the gentle observer and not immediately forcing yourself into, well, I must, I must feel this way. Cause I think that can keep us more stuck for sure. Yep. Yep. No I know. pressure. For, like it's the no yeah. pressure zone, right? Pressure doesn't do pressure. Name a situation where pressure does anybody any good. Right. I, pressure, I, shame. I yeah. I argued with Greg say. about this um, recently. Um, Greg's my husband, and he said, "Oh well, in sports, pressure under pressure, you perform under pressure in sports." And I was like, eh, "I don't know if I'm going to completely buy that, but maybe that's baked into the process. And if the process, and it, we had we had a nice little like debate about that, but in general, pressure does not produce results, so don't go there." Right. Well, and I think, uh, yeah, I feel like I could get in. I feel like I could get in that too. Cause it's like, well, what would, what would the results be like if we weren't like pressuring and shaming people in those situations? I'm just curious, you know, <laughs> but right. Yes. Yeah. I can. Okay. I can, I can allow it. I can allow <laughs> it. Um, well, I know, you know, we're talking a lot about the beliefs and the stories that we're, that we're telling ourselves and the stories that we're telling ourselves, how, where do the, tell us, just share with us all, like, where do those come from? How do we, how do we get those? Once we start bringing some awareness to them, like where, where did they come from? So they come from everywhere, but mainly they come and I'm not like a therapist or a, um, you know, professional in that realm, but to my understanding from what I've learned, most of them come from childhood and, um, they are either things that we observed, things that we were told, um, they can come from family, fr interactions with friends, in school, in church, just society at large, our cultures at large. I mean, the United States is such an incredible melting pot of so many beautiful cultures, and they each have their own twerks and tweaks and, and you know, just different, um, different things. Um, but most of the time, they do stem from something in childhood. Um, I think a recent, um, a story that I have had to work on, um, I'd say this year, I'd say this year, and I've, I've, I've done some really good work around it. And I'm getting, one thing that I was coming up against was that I have to work hard to earn more. Mm. I have to work hard to have more impact. Um, I am a hard worker. I am a worker bee. I, I, there is nothing in, in my mind, there's nothing more, um, like valuable than good, honest work. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, I have 
basically been hustling since I was in high school. I, I love to work, I love to do, I'm a doer, all these things, right? But the story I kept telling myself was unless I work harder, I'm not gonna earn more. I'm supposed to, it's supposed to be hard. It's supposed mm -hmm. to, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be really hard. And it wasn't feeling hard for me, it was feeling easy. So I was struggling with this idea of I can't have the things that I desire, the impact that I desire. I can't show up in the places and spaces I desire to because it's too easy for me. So that must mean it's wrong or it's not working and it's not meant for me and it's not gonna work out. And when I started exploring that, like, huh, where did that thought come from? I was reminded of my dad and the multiple jobs he held and the multiple jobs my mom held and the sometimes multiple jobs I held as like a youth able to work, you know, of working age in high school and whatnot. And that, that was an, in an ingrained subconscious message that in order to have the things that you want, all of this messiness has to happen. And you're juggling over here and over there and it's really hard and you're working not just one or two jobs, but you're working three jobs, right? And as I started to examine that, I said, okay, but is that ultimately true? And the answer is no, because if that was true, the billionaires of the world would not be billionaires. And if that was true, you know, the people um, who are struggling in some capacities would be the people with the billions, right? And so as I started to kind of just explore it, I'm like, okay, that, that was true for my dad and that was true for my mom and that might have been true for our family, but that's not ultimately true in general. And so therefore it's not ultimately true for me. And then I started to look at, can I look, um, can I give myself other examples in the world of where people are making impact with ease, where people are growing businesses with ease and what a perfect tie into the intuitive wedding business. Right. Mm -hmm. And I started looking at, okay, there, there's other examples that can negate this truth for me. And then when I made it tangible, that did really help, help it click for me. Um, so there's all kinds of, there's just all kinds of messages. Most of them are stemming from childhood. Um, and it is fascinating when you can p get to the point where you can pinpoint it and then you go, Oh, this makes so much sense now. Now I know where that comes from and no, it's not ultimately true. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so many things I feel like I've uncovered in the last couple of years that when I really look at it, I'm like, Oh, this, like, this isn't even mine. Like this is something yeah. I picked up that came from like, this is, this is not mine. Yeah. And going back to what you were saying about, I have to, I have to work hard to make more of that belief. I just had this thought about, I wonder if that's why so many of us almost miss our zone of genius because it seems too easy. It can't be that easy. Right. And that's like, why it's called a gift. Yep. That's why it's called a gift. We, we feel a guiltiness of, well, but it just comes so natural to me. Like how can, someone, can that, right? how can someone pay me for this? Let alone, how can someone pay me well for this? I didn't try. I just exist. Like a lot of what I feel like in the work that I'm doing now, coaching and consulting with other entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. like it just, it literally flows out of me like water. Like mm -hmm. it just, it's there. And it's like, if I, if I just turn the faucet on, it flows. Mm -hmm. And 
it's like, whoa, well, where did this come from? Like, how is this so easy? And it's like, Courtney, this is your gift. Mm -hmm. This is your gift. And we all have a gift, right? And yeah, we got to get really comfortable with it because the world needs us to show up with our gift. That's why we were given it, you know? Yes, yes, yes. And oh, yes, and it's so it's so unique to each and every one of us. And it come it brings it back to that idea that we cannot run our businesses based on what other people are saying it should be or look like or anything else. We have to tune into that inside piece. And I think a lot of people are scared to tune into that inside piece because they're afraid what they might find or what they might hear. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of folks um, are nervous what other people will think of them if they don't want to be in this industry anymore, if they want to pivot and serve a different kind of clientele, if they want to pivot and jump into a different medium, you know, mm -hmm. the options are endless. And I think in general, folks are always so worried about, it's like they're living lives for other people, but mm -hmm. why not live your life for you? If something doesn't light you up, that's okay. If, if something doesn't resonate with you and doesn't serve you, that's okay. Um, and it's when you really do the people who we see in life, who are the slam dunks, who are sitting at tops of totem poles, who are just living their absolute fullest and most magnetic life. They've actually gone inside themselves and had those conversations and not been afraid by what they've heard. Or if they are afraid, they've done it anyways. There are people out there making moves scared. Being scared is not a reason to not make a move. People are out there doing things scared. You know, you, people are a lot of times. Doing, yeah, people are out there doing things not knowing how it's going to work out, not even knowing what they're supposed to be doing. I don't want to say we're all walking around like we're idiots or something. That's not what I'm saying. But in general, a lot of the things that many people in this world do incredibly successfully and literally change the world with it, nobody gave them a handbook for it. You think Jeff Bezos got a handbook about how to get people goods in, you know, two hours. And that's probably a controversial person because I know everybody's got feelings about Amazon, but he's changing the world. He's changed the world. You think anybody gave Bill Gates a guide on how to go get uh, wells in Africa and get running water to people? No, they're just out there. These people are out there figuring it out. You know, you can go to sure. You can go to school for something, you know, look at Warren Buffett. He went, I don't even know what he went to school for. Did he go to school for finance or economics or something? I don't know, but there, there are technical things we can learn. But in general, my point is that no one's being divvied out these handbooks. Everyone is flying by the seat of their pants and taking messy and inspired action because it's through that messy and inspired action that clarity is felt and received. And then from the clarity, we, we move forward on another step. Yes, 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 yes. I, I love that point of, of going to that place inside and it can feel, it can feel so scary to dig into that. But I think I said in like my first episode, one of the reasons why it's so important, especially in the wedding industry, where I feel like these shoulds can try to talk very loudly at us of like what things, what things should be or what they should look like is because like we talked about, we, you can't fake that energy. Like you can't fake that true magnetic. This is what I'm actually here to do. 
you can't fake it. And it's going to catch up. I feel like eventually either through burnout or self-sabotage or just like, you're just not going to get there because it's not coming from that genuine place. Yep. And energy is real and people um, subconsciously and consciously feel and notice energy. Um, And one, it's actually one thing that I see business owners like mix, get wrong every day is ignoring energy Mm. and thinking strategy, strategy, strategy. We all need strategy. I get it. That is part of operating a business. You need to have some sort of inclination of where you're going, why you're going there and so on and so forth. Mm. Um, But when someone is so focused on strategy and they just shove, uh, shove energy and energetics under the rug, under the couch, ignoring it doesn't make it go away. (laughs) It doesn't make it not real. And it's why two businesses can have the same strategy in, in their business, in their life, whatever, in their corporation. It's core. I feel like it's in corporate America too. Two businesses can have the same strategy and one will flourish and one will flounder. And it's because the missing piece is energetics and it is energy. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I know, you know, you work a lot with, you work primarily with people in the wedding industry. And what are some of the, what are some of the top stories and the top limiting beliefs you tend to hear come out in that space? A lot of just, just a lot of just not feeling worthy, I think is probably what I see um, a lot. Like people just don't, um, like they're not drinking their own Kool-Aid. They're not believing in themselves first and foremost. And, you know, as the saying goes, if we don't believe in ourselves first, right, nobody else will. And so there's this idea, um, just a lot of self-worth um, kind of juju going on um, that's got to be explored and examined. Um, I did actually, I did a little like R&D on my Instagram um, just last week for a project I'm working on for the um, for 2024, and I asked how people self sabotage, mm. and um, most people I, I got dozens of responses. Most people said procrastination, mm. which sounds you know easy peasy on surface level, but as we started to peel back in some just quick convos back and forth of where why are we procrastinating? It was fear of failure. Um, it was actually, some of it was fear of, well, what if the thing actually does happen, then what? So fear of success, um, it was perfectionism. And then it's like, okay, well, well, like, why do things have to be perfect? And as we kind of started, um, backing up from that, it was because that's, that's what's safe. If something's perfect, then that's how people are going to like me and I'm not going to be rejected and I'm going to be given permission and approval from others and so on and so forth. And so procrastination was just very common, but it was like the underlying um, reasons and like triggers for that varied. And it was, it was really fascinating and just very eye-opening. Um, I think you touched on it earlier too. What I see with creative entrepreneurs is more often than not, this is their gift. Sometimes it's not, sometimes it's not. And people have multiple gifts too, right? We weren't just given one thing and that's it. We've got, we are humans and we are multifaceted. But most folks in a creative 
um, role in an art, you know, art driven creative role, this is a gift. This is a gift that's been given to us. And yes, it feel it comes naturally. We don't think about it. We love it. It's, it flows. We know how to fit, even when something rises up that we don't know about, we know how to figure it out. We feel confident in figuring it out. And it's just like, it comes so easily. How could I, how can I gain in the world through something that's so effortless? That's really good stuff. I, it's all, it's so helpful to hear these things and to hear these stories and to hear that so many of us have the same ones. Cause I feel like when once just getting that little piece of information to be like, oh, this is not just me. So that means that it is a story. And that means I can tell myself a better story. Yep. We're all in the, we're all like in the trenches together and we're all telling ourselves some variation of the same, the same crap. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I just, I feel like a, you know, a good me too, or I've been there or you're not alone. I feel like that's just, it's so helpful on this, on this journey of like, okay, I can be a little bit easier on myself. And yes, absolutely. I also think something I see from, um, a lot of business owners, a lot of creatives, people actually are thinking too small. People are just playing way too small. And, and I'm, I mean, I'm one of them too. Like, again, I'm, I'm in the trenches with everybody else. We we're all in this together. Um, but I think I do, I see people playing too small and I wonder if it's because they've just never had anyone activate or expand them or show them a new in, you know, show them the door that, Hey, you can go into this new world if you would like, Oh, is this something you're dreaming of? Yeah. Just open the door and walk, walk through, you know, um, and just showing people what's possible. Um, you know, they say society tells us that we need to see ourselves in something in order to be something. Mm. And there, I understand like the validity to that, the understanding to that, but I really kind of call bullshit on it because I think that's actually another story that society feeds us that helps keep us small and helps hold us back because I get an easy way out. If I say, well, no one in my family's ever authored a book. Well, Mm -hmm. no one in my family's ever had a seven figure year. Well, no one in my family has ever owned more than one home. Well, no one in my family has never, um, you know, given to philanthropic organizations at this level. I can get an easy out if I just say I've never seen it. So then therefore it's not for me. And society tells me I need to see something in order to be it. And I just call bullshit on that. Like if we have a desire inside of us of any kind, that's all we need. That's all we need. And it was planted there for a reason. And the reason is because it's our calling to walk out on this earth. Yes. Yes. And I think that concept of expanders is, is such a great tool because yes, maybe it's not in your family, but when you can find like, okay, I have this desire and then just keeping an eye out. Okay. Who has done this? Who, where can I see it? This, i this concept came from, from to be magnetic. I'm sure it's in a lot of other places, but where I, where it really clicked for me and it really helps your brain to start moving those. But it, it also, we have to be aware. Cause I think sometimes depending on your programming and depending on how you've been, you might see that when somebody and be like, Oh, well, I can't believe that they have that. and I don't have it. So like not having, instead of having that kind of stance towards it, having that, like, 
oh, that means it's possible. That means that I can also create that and using that to like expand what is possible. And that is super helpful. Yes. But I also believe like we don't even need that. That's mm-hmm. helpful. And it's a, di- and it's like, it's additional and it's oomph and it lights a fire and it like, yeah, it kind of like gets the rocket ship off the ground. Mm-hmm. But it, in my mind, it's not even required to go where any of us want to go. All that's required to go where we want to go is the desire inside of us. Yes, absolutely. And I love what you say. You may have already said it on here also, but I love what I've heard you say before is that we have our desires for a reason and that they mm-hmm. were like, they were given to us and we are, they were given to us. To follow them. Yep. And they were placed on our hearts and, um, yeah, that is literally like the calling card and the roadmap for what we are here to do on this earth. Yes. Yes. Well, before we wrap up, is there anything else that you just really want to make sure that we touch on around money, money as a tool or money's neutrality or any um, of that kind of stuff that you yeah, just want to all the things. So money is a tool and it's totally neutral. It doesn't have a personality. It doesn't, it doesn't have feelings or emotions it doesn't even have morality. Like it literally is just a neutral tool that exists. Um, it does grow on trees cause it's made of paper yes. but, and it is just, um, it, it, many people see it as a finite resource or tool and it's not, it's infinite. Literally like it is circling the globe. I don't even know how many trillions, gazillions, I don't know what the technical term is, but it's circling the globe every second of every day, changing hands between multiple people over and over and over again. And it has for a very long time and it will continue to do so. And so we often, well, we're taught by society, you don't talk about money, right? Um, We don't talk about politics, money or religion at the dinner table or with friends or with family. That's just those aren't, um, those are taboo topics in our society. Um, but the thing, and and we've got to like, we've got to just throw that message away because, um, and it's not what you do, it's how you do it. Right. And so like with money talking about, like talking about it isn't inherently wrong. Um, having money isn't inherently wrong. Spending money isn't inherently wrong. There's, it's just totally neutral and it only reacts to us. What we place on it is what it is for us. Again, what stories are we telling ourselves? What are we subscribing to? Um, what are we downloading with regards to money? Then that is what money will be to us. Um, I like to think of money as kind of like my co-pilot and like my friend and it's got my back and it wants to take care of me. And you know what? I can't take name a time in my life where money didn't take care of me. I just can't like, that's how I think about money. I think about it as a, a, a resource that I can use for good. It's an, I see it as an amplifier. So a lot of people have this idea that like, if they come into money, no matter how they come into it, earning it, receiving it as a gift, whatever, that um, they're going to become a bad person, that money makes you do greedy things or money makes you act in certain ways. And money is just an amplifier. So it will shine a light on things that you already are. So if you're a, um, if you're a good person, 
with a really great compass, with um, a wonderful vision, money is going to shine the light on all of those things. Um, if you're someone who is just a deadbeat and you're just a poor excuse for a human and you happen to also have money, yes, it's going to amplify those things as well for you. And so, you know, there's a lot of these conversations of women don't feel, women specifically, tend to not feel comfortable having money, earning money, being worthy of money, generational wealth, making impact in the world through money, changing their lives, their families' lives, and other people's lives with money. Because let's face it, it is a resource that like anything you and me want to go do today is going to cost money. Even like if I would like to go take a hot bubble bath, I've got to turn on the hot water. I've got to get my bubble bath. Like those things do cost money, right? And it's like, okay, okay, ladies, if we don't want the money, who do we want the, to have the money? And it's like, when you start thinking about it that way, it's like, yeah, like, who do we want it to ha have it? Like crooked, crooked weirdos running around the world? No, we want good, genuine, honest people around the world to have money and be able to make impact in their families, in their communities, in their schools, in their churches, in their work life, in their personal and professional life, like all the things. And, you know, hey, this is how the cookie crumbles, but money is a way to, to make change. You know, there's the saying, put your money where your mouth is even because yeah, money, um, money can bring around uh, about impact and change. And it is, it is totally neutral. It is just a tool. It only has the meaning we assign to it. And it is, it, it is an amplifier and will shine a light on who or what someone or something already at the core is. Yes. And tacking on to that too, is that I think something that we've picked up and maybe even through this self-help sphere and Instagram accounts and all this stuff is like, it's also okay, especially as a woman to make money, to have it and use it, like not just to give it away, not just to make someone else's yeah. life better. Like it is okay to, to have it for you. And I think that that is something that we have to get comfortable with. That doesn't mean you're not going to also like, who knows what you might do with it, but you're, it's not required. <laughs> like <laughs> there are no rules, right? Yep. And there are no limitations. There are only the rules and the limitations and the stories that we design for ourselves or that we continue to buy into from other people, other places and other things that just aren't true, you know? Yes. Yeah. So, so many good. Oh, go ahead. It's like when we want to think about like, you know, I can even think about like what I did today. Okay. I went to Orange Theory, which requires a membership that I pay for monthly. Okay. Well, like how many places does that place employ, right? Okay. And then th that's those people's jobs. That's how they provide for their own families. Okay, great. I like played a role in that. Okay. Then I went to the sauna studio. Okay. How many employees are rolling up over there? Same thing. That is how they are providing for themselves in a world that requires money as a resource to do things. It requires it for necessary things and for super, you know, superfluous things. Um, <laughs> then I went and got my blowout. Okay. My stylist is a solopreneur. Cool. You know, maybe I just put gas in his car. 
Maybe I just paid a medical bill. I don't know. Maybe I just paid his rent, so on and so forth. You know, then I, I, I got a Starbucks. Okay, yeah, guess what? There's a lot of people employed by Starbucks, a lot at the local level, at the national, like, okay, cool. And it's like, you start doing this and it's like, like I'm not mad that money has allowed me to a do things that I want to do. I would like to go have a workout. I would like to go sit in a sauna. I would like to go get my hair done. Look, like those are all wonderful things that do make me feel really, really good. And like we talked about, when we feel really, really good, we show up in this beautiful way in the world for other people and for ourselves. But also like, if we want to start talking about impact, it's like, cool. Like I'm benefiting other people by them doing things that benefit me. Like what a cool interaction that is. We're all winning. Like, you know, and I mean, you can kind of start to get really granular with it, but there's, you know, society for years has told us this message about like money is bad and, you know, greed is bad. And the gosh, corporations are so corporation-y and everybody's out to get us. And, everything's a ripoff and inflation is through the roof and this and that. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, let's just like, let's slow down and let's explore. And if we really, if you really start to look at it at a granular level, like I literally went and participated in things today that benefited other people so that they can go out and have, they can have their own ripple effects of benefiting other people. And that also benefited me. And like, that's a beautiful thing. And money is what made it possible. Yep. Well, and then, like you said, then you're in a good energy. That energy affects the people around you. It affect in that it has that ripple effect. And it also made me think, you know, another story we're told is that if someone else is winning, then you're losing. And I think like that is just such, such a made up. Yeah. It's just a, such a made up story to keep us small, to keep us not Yep. fully owning our power and owning our energy. Oh. Yep. Life so. is not a zero sum game. Yes. Now the Braves game tonight versus the Phillies game four, <laughs> that might be a different story. <laughs> might be a different story. Oh, so many good nuggets in there. If any of you who are listening, if you're kind of new to some of this money mindset work, I feel like that was just Courtney's mini Ted talk there of like such a great overview of money mindset, all of the, all of the mindset things that come in to playing a business. So thank you, Courtney, for sharing all of that. Um, before we wrap up, if you just have, you know, a little 30 second, one minute, just if someone who is listening, who is maybe kind of new and they're like, this sounds really great, but they've still got sort of just those fear stories popping up. That's like, that's great. And I have bills to pay and, you know, kind of just like locked up in that space. If you just have a short little encouragement for them, you know, um, yeah, we do. We all have bills to pay. And it makes me think about a video, which um, I'll, I'll share it with you so you can share it in show notes. Perfect. It's a video with Steve Harvey, um, family feud host. And he, I love him. He's so funny. I don't know who doesn't like Steve Harvey, right? Um, but he has a great little video floating around YouTube. He probably has lots of them. And it's like, he gives these little messages to the audience, either, I guess, before or after recording um, family feud. And he gave one um, that actually my husband showed to me in fall of 2016 at the dinner table on our phone when we decided that I was going to jump from corporate world into full-time entrepreneurship. And the, the title of the video is Jump. 
And he talks about at some point, you're going to have to jump off the cliff of life and that you will be equipped with a, a backpack with a, um, what is it called? A, a parachute. Um, but at first it won't open. Spoiler alert, the first time you might go pull the ripcord, it may not open and you're going to skin and bruise some knees and you're going to fall down and you're going to tumble a little bit down the cliff. But he says, and it's a promise of God, it is, eventually the parachute will open. It has to open and eventually it'll open, but you'll never know that it's going to open until you jump, until you leap. And in, until you go off that cliff, you're never going to give yourself an opportunity to open the parachute. And he just talks, it's, a, it's like a five or six minute message. And he talks about just looking at others around us who we see, he calls it soaring, soaring in life. And we want that for ourselves too. But what we, what we have to understand if we're not soaring and they are, is that they have chosen to take the jump and take the leap, knowing that the ripcord isn't going to work. We know it's not going to work right away but we know it will eventually work. And um, it's just a really, really, really great message. And he can say it a lot better than I can. Um, and it usually gets me pretty emotional, especially because it's, it's something that Greg showed to me like before I was taking my own leap. Um, so I'll share that with you and it can be in show notes and folks can just go give it a quick five, six minute watch. Oh, I love that. I'm, I'm going to look it up as soon as I get off here too. Cause that's a spoiler great. alert. He tells us no matter if you stay on the cliff or jump off the cliff, you have bills to pay regardless. It, it doesn't matter if you're staying or you're jumping, we all going to have the bills. So you might as yeah. well take the leap anyways. Might as well. Yep. Right back, right back to those stories. We're making it all up anyway. So you yep. might as well enjoy it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Amazing. Well, Courtney, thank you so much for sharing all of this. Tell us a little bit about how people can work with you. Uh, if you have any offers right now, um, or where they, where they can find you on social media, any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. I would love if anyone, if anything resonated or landed or sparked something with you today, um, send me a quick note, uh, DM on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. I am at Courtney underscore envision. And Envision is with an I, and I know Jen will have that in show notes. Um, I'm an open book. I do thrive on meeting new people, so please do not be shy. I'd love to hear from you in my DMs. Also, I um, have an email subscriber list where I drop a Monday morning message um, every Monday to my people's inboxes. And if you have interest in getting that, completely free. I do not spam you. I don't have time for that. These are quick, succinct, valuable messages. Um, you can send me an email at Courtney at envision.events. And again, envision is with an I, but you can let me know you want to get um, my Monday morning message and be on my list. I call it the good shit. So if you want to get the good shit, you want to be on my list. Awesome. Yes. I will have all of that information in the show notes and just thank you again so much for being here. And I hope everyone yeah. has a great rest of their day. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Jen. This was awesome. Absolutely. You're so welcome. This has been today's episode of your intuitive wedding business. You can find out more about our guests, their links, anything that was mentioned in the show, in the show notes. 
You can also find out more information about working one-on-one with me and more information about the podcast in the show notes or at jencreedcreative.com slash podcast. Have a great day, everyone.